So how many books did I read in 2023? I'm ready to reveal all of my stats from last year and answer the end of the year book tag questions. Hey, story lovers, it's time to unwind, relax, and get comfy cozy. You're listening to the Bookmarks and Blankets podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Matsudaira. Each week, I discuss my favorite forms of art, which are books, movies, and TV series. I also love talking about cozy living, cozy hobbies, and self-care tips. If you like reviews, recommendations, discussions, and a whole lot more, then you're in the right place. Join me with your favorite blanket, beverage, and snack, and let's get cozy together. Welcome or welcome back, my book friends. Happy, happy new year. We are in a new year. Welcome 24. Okay, that was a little much. Can you tell I'm excited? I am so pumped that it is a brand new year. We get to wash the slate, wipe it clean, start all over, start fresh and new. Happy, happy new year, my friends. So I am here to talk about last year, though. I'm not ready to talk about the new year yet. But I do have an episode coming soon of a winter TBR list that I have in mind that I want to get to some books on that list. And then I also have my December monthly wrap-up episode. That will probably be a little bit later because I was seriously reading books all the way up until 10 p.m. on December 31st. I was using every last minute I could to get some books in before the end of the year. So I still have to put that whole episode together and get those reviews written. Those are coming soon. But I thought I would do really quickly the end of the year book tag and let you know about my reading stats and some of the best and worst books that I've read of the year. I do already have a couple episodes out. There's an episode where I let you know the top 10 favorite graphic novels, my top 10 worst books of the year, and my top 10 best books of the year of 2023. So you can listen to all of that. I also have some episodes up talking about 2024. I do have reading goals and plans that I've talked about. I also have a 24 in 2024 book list. So those are all the books that I want to read this year. And then I also want to get into some book series and really make a lot of good headway or dent in some book series that I want to start, finish some book series that I have started but haven't finished. So you can catch that episode on the podcast as well. That is all there for your listening convenience. So before we hop into it, just a quick logistics. As I do with every episode, there is a companion blog on my website. You can go over and see all of these stats and my answers to these questions at bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com. I'm also on Goodreads if you want to know what I'm reading in real time. I have already set my new reading challenge on Goodreads. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, I mentioned that I reset it for 125 books this year. I read well over that last year, but I have a lot of big life things happening this year, so I didn't want to be overly ambitious and put it too high where I can't reach that goal. So I have already set myself back down to zero, and I am starting from a clean slate. And then finally, if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram and X or Twitter. And all the links for everything are always down in the description box below.
All right, so let's hop into my stats. So I read a total of 165 books last year. Now, this includes everything, standard novels, short stories, graphic novels, and children's picture books. Now, standard novels, I read 100 books, and out of those, 31 were audiobooks. And then I read four short stories, 25 children's picture books, and 36 graphic novels. So again, a total of 165. As far as how I rated things, I had 36 five-star, 77 four-star, 48 three-star, and four two-star. And there were four books that I DNF'd or did not finish. The way that I rate books, if I can't even get through it and finish it, you're getting a one-star for me. So my DNFs are my one-star. So I would say that my four star is probably my average rating that I give books, which is pretty good. I wish I had more five stars. I would like to see that a little higher this year. As far as breaking it down into genres, I read seven nonfiction, 10 fantasy, that's adult fantasy or romanticy, 21 mystery thriller horror books, 15 modern or contemporary romance, two contemporary fiction, 12 historical fiction. Now this includes the historical is fantasy, romance, drama. It includes all of that. Four classic books, 15 young adult books, and that includes fantasy, mystery, thriller, all the genres. And then finally, 14 middle grade. So I was actually really surprised that my top genre was mystery thriller horror. It has become a new favorite genre of mine, but I was actually really surprised that fantasy ranks so low. I read more historical fiction and romance books than fantasy, and I've always considered myself a fantasy girly. Those have always been my go-to books, but I didn't read very many fantasy, and I am wondering if I've outgrown that genre, or maybe it was what I was reading. I was reading a lot more YA fantasy, and I haven't really delved too much into adult fantasy, which I do want to do this year in 2024. And like I said, there's a lot of series I want to get into. There's a lot more adult fantasy books that I want to check out. But I was really surprised that that ranked so low. I was also surprised that romance ranked my number two. I guess it was in second place with young adult, which I wasn't surprised because I almost exclusively read young adult before I joined the online book community. But young adult and romance were tied for second place. Now, I am not a romance book fan. I love romance movies. Rom-coms are my absolute favorite genre of movies. But romance books, I just haven't been able to find too many that I really resonate well with. I think a lot of them are very immature and the characters are very juvenile for me. And it just feels more like they're for younger audiences. I don't read a lot of romance books that are in my age bracket in their 40s or older. I really wish I could find some more stories where the main characters are in their 40s and older. So between like 40 and 60, I don't really see any middle-aged romance books, or at least I haven't come across those, or at least those are not the popular ones that everybody's talking about. 
it seems like millennials and zennials are the ones writing these books. So of course, that's who the target audience is. And I feel like us older women, we get left out in the cold. (laughs) So I don't know what's up with that. But I was really surprised that romance was high on my list. I think because I read a lot of holiday romance books, which pushed that number up pretty high. But anyway, I'm going on and on about genres too much. But I thought that was really interesting to take a look at those. Okay, so that's all I have for my stats. I don't have some big app that tells me how many pages I read and all this, that, and the other. But those are the stats that I was able to pull from what I keep track of in my spreadsheets. So I thought it was a really interesting look. And like I said, there's definitely genres that I want to read more in. There's some that I didn't even read any in. I didn't read in any sci-fi. I didn't read in many Western. There were some historical Western romances, but like pure Western books, I didn't read in any of them. My contemporary was very low. My classics were very low. So these are just areas that I want to work on as well as some nonfiction. All right, so now let's move into the end of the year book tag questions. And these, I'm just going to fly through these really quick. So the first question is my favorite book of the year. If you didn't listen to that episode, my number one choice was Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. My favorite sequel of the year, I didn't read too many book series or duologies, but my choice for sequel of the year would be Hidden Bodies by Caroline Kempness. This is book two in the Joe Goldberg series, and this is a series that I want to finish this year. There are two more books that I need to read. Favorite author of the year. I have gone on and on about this author so much throughout the year, you probably can guess, but Charlie and Holmberg, she's my girl right now. I read five of her books, absolutely love them. There are a lot of other authors too that I probably could add to this list if I wanted to add more than one, but she was probably by far my favorite and I read the most from her last year. My favorite genre of the year, as you can see, it was mystery, thriller, and horror, but I also really enjoyed reading historical fiction, specifically historical fantasy and historical romance. I think those are some subgenres that I really fell in love with and I want to read a lot more in. Favorite character of the year. Okay, I'm going to cheat on some of these because I couldn't narrow it down to one. So a few characters that I loved was Viv from Legends and Lattes and Bookshops and Bone Dust. I read both of those books by Travis Baldry. I love Viv. She's the orc that opens the coffee shop up in Legends and Lattes. Hulda from Keeper of Enchanted Rooms by Charlie Holmberg. She was one of my absolute favorite characters of the year. She's like a Mary Poppins, but she tames unruly magical houses. I loved her. Thin from Catching Christmas by Terry Blackstock. I read this as one of my holiday books. Absolutely love this guy. He was by far my favorite character in December. And I'll talk more about that in my monthly wrap-up episode for December. Another character was Kitty from A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting by Sophie Irwin. I loved her. That's a Regency romance. Elsie from the Spellbreaker duology, which is another Charlie Holmberg duology that I read this year. I loved it. It's historical fantasy. And then I could not forget my guy, my psycho serial killer stalker, Joe from the Joe Goldberg series or the You series by Caroline Kepnes. 
Favorite book covers of the year. Oh, there were so many gorgeous, gorgeous book covers. A few of my favorites was the Book of Tea duology. That was A Magic Steeped in Poison and A Venom Dark and Sweet by Judy Lynn. Those were stunning. Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. I love that cover. It was gorgeous. Also, The Ruthless Fowls. I just got that book in. It has a stunning cover as well. The Hanging City by Charlie Holmberg. That one was stunning. I love the snake that wraps itself around the bridge. Then finally, The Wishing Game by Meg Schaefer. It's beautiful. It's bright. It's colorful. It's so pretty. My favorite graphic novel of the year, if you didn't listen to that episode, I already revealed that one, but that is Salt Magic by Hope Larson and Rebecca Mock. My least favorite book of the year, I already went through that in my 10 worst books of the year, and that would be Flower Heart by Katherine Bakewell. I actually DNF this book. My biggest surprise of the year, I would say Murder at the Pumpkin Pageant by Darcy Hanna. This was a cozy mystery that redeemed the genre for me because I fell in love with this story, with the characters, with the town. It was such a fun ride. It was a 4.5 star, but I ended up rounding to five star on Goodreads. I loved it and want to finish the series. Biggest disappointment of the year, I would have to say, would be The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. I had heard so many good things about Grady Hendrix. This was the first book I picked up of his, and unfortunately, it was a miss for me. It wasn't a terrible book. I gave it three stars, but it was extremely disappointing. I thought it was going to be much different than what it was, but I still want to give him a shot and try a few more of his books. A top book that made me cry, Into the Heartless Wood by Joanna Ruth Meyer. I sobbed at the end of that book. It just really resonated with me on so many levels. I would also say my favorite book of the year, Redeeming Loved. I cried a decent amount at the end of that one as well, too. Top book that made me happy. There are a couple that just gave my heart a warm hug. And that's Dear Henry, Love Edith by Becca Kinzer and The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walther. These are both contemporary romances. The first one is an adult. The second one is a YA. And I love both of those. I was grinning from ear to ear. I was giddy. I was swooning. They are such happy reads. The biggest twist or reveal of the year. There are two that completely knock my butt on the floor. If I was sitting in a chair, I probably would have fallen out. The first one was Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. I absolutely did not see that coming. Wow, what a twist at the end. And the second book that I literally threw the book down on my ottoman and was like, what? Because I could not believe the twist was The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Both of those were shocking and two of the best psychological thrillers I read last year. Best adaptation, I would have to go with Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I didn't really care for the book. I gave it three stars. It was all right. But I did watch the TV series on Amazon. Absolutely loved it. It was a little bit different than the book, but I loved watching it play out. I loved seeing the story play out back in the 60s and the 70s when this took place. And I love watching them perform the songs. They created an entire album, which I continue to listen to on Spotify. I love the music from that show. I loved the characters, the costumes. Everything was five stars for me as far as the TV show goes. 
Now, I have heard that the audiobook for this book is really good, so I may go back and try to listen to it again, and maybe I'll have a different feeling about it, but from reading it, it was just okay for me. Any books that I've started that I still need to finish? So there was one book that I kind of soft DNF'd, and I really hate to say DNF because I really didn't. I just put it on pause, and that's The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. This was a buddy read that I was trying to do with my best friend, but at the time, I just couldn't get into the story. I'm not sure how far I got into it. I think I read four or five chapters. I just could not get my head in it, and my attention was really taken by some other books that I really wanted to read around that time. So since I couldn't get into the physical book that I was reading, I have decided to try it on audiobook to see if I can change the format, and maybe that'll work better for me. So I am in line on my library app to get the audiobook, and I'm actually hoping to get it here by the end of January or beginning of February and to listen to this book. What is a popular book that everybody loves that you haven't read yet? Oh my goodness. Okay. We're going to get controversial for a second, but you know, I'm not afraid to get controversial if you've listened to me. I call out nonsense. I call out ridiculousness. I don't know. I don't want to be harsh and judge because I haven't read this book, but I do have a very biased mindset about this book. And right now, I really have no interest in reading or listening to this book, but I am still kind of curious. And that is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. So if you have not heard of this book, then I am so happy for you and I am very jealous because this book has absolutely blown up. This was the phenomenon book of 2023. It blew up like crazy. It was sold out for a very long time. You couldn't get this anywhere. People were gushing left and right about this book. It was all over all the social medias, all over YouTube. There were so many reviews. At first, it sounded like something I would be interested in. So it is an adult fantasy book. It's a romanticy. And it actually won the Goodreads Choice Awards for romanticy, which wasn't surprising because I think those awards are like a popularity contest. And this was the most popular book of the year. So it won, but it's more like a new adult, which is the age range for new adult is like 18 to 29 but I heard many people say that it read like a young adult or a YA book. But it's a story about a girl who goes to this war college and learns how to ride dragons and fight, I think, in this war, this battle. So it has dragons. It's got a war school. It's competition. There's romance. I think there's some rivalry. There's enemies. There's friends. On paper, it sounds like everything I would be interested in. However, when the book first was released earlier last year, I had started watching, and maybe this was to my detriment, but I started watching some book reviewers talk about this book. A lot of the fantasy book reviewers that I watch where they almost exclusively read fantasy books or a majority of what they read are fantasy books, like 90%. They were all tanking this book. They were all giving it low scores. And these are people who know fantasy. They read fantasy. This is their bread and butter of their book lists. And if they don't like this book, then I was finding it really hard to believe that I would like it. So anyway, maybe their thoughts turn my thoughts biased against the book. But I will say there was one gal that I watched in particular. She did like an hour long video reviewing this book. And she even read some short snippets from the book. 
And it sounded so bad. Like the writing sounded terrible. The dialogue sounded cringy. And then I watched another lady. She reviewed the book and she is a very, very honest book reviewer. She said it was just trash. She said it was garbage. It was trash. It's not any good. She doesn't understand the hype. And a lot of these fantasy reviewers said they didn't understand the hype around this book. And they don't understand why it's so beloved and everyone loves it so much. And then I watched a guy. I do follow a few guys that review books and they're mainly fantasy or sci-fi readers. And this guy said it was garbage and it was just terrible. There were things that he pointed out that just sounded horrific about the book. So I was completely turned off just by listening to these reviewers. And then I didn't mention this before, but when I first got onto my library app, I actually did borrow this audiobook. I listened to the first chapter and I got into, I think, the middle of the second chapter. So I did start listening to this just to see what all the hype was about and if I wanted to continue it. First of all, there's a lot of language in this. And I also know that there's some really spicy scenes as well. So those are the first two things that turned me off. But I will say that at least upon listening, it was nothing of the narrator's fault. The narrator was fine. But just listening to how the story was being told, it was terrible. I just did not think the writing was good. And if a book can't be written in a good quality way with a great editor behind it, it's going to be hard for me to finish it and to want to read it. So just I thought the writing was a bit amateur. It started feeling repetitive and just poorly done is all I can say. And the story itself, like I was intrigued by the story. I was intrigued by some of the characters, but there were a lot of things that were not making sense. And I was only two chapters in. I had heard that the world building was lacking in this first book. There's a lot of things that happen that don't make sense. A lot of stupid choices were made in the story or, you know, according to the book reviewer. And I agreed with it. There were so many things that I questioned and I just didn't understand why certain things were happening and it just kind of seemed dumb. And I was just like, what is this? So that's my thing behind Fourth Wing. And there is a part of me, I will say, because of all the hype that I'm still a little curious about it. But this is a 20 hour audiobook. I just don't know if I want to dedicate that much time to a book that turns out to be two or three stars or I end up DNFing it halfway through it. I know that the sequel came out just in November. I've seen so many people who loved Fourth Wing say that this sequel is not anywhere near as good as the first book and that they don't even want to continue in the series because I think this is supposed to be a four or five book series. So I don't know. I just I really don't feel like reading about juvenile characters that has a lot of smut in it and language. If it's just poorly written and cringy dialogue, I'm just not interested in reading low quality work. So I don't think right now that I'm going to listen or read it, but I do have it on my list of my library in case I ever decide to finally see what all the hype is about. But right now I have no desire to read that book. So I know that was a very long-winded answer to this question, but this is honestly something that I've been sitting on pretty much since this book blew up earlier last year, and I just haven't said anything about this book. So I just wanted to give my explanation of why I have not read it, and right now I do not plan to read it. All right, then the last couple questions are, what are some books 
that I will read to transition into the winter season. I do have a winter TBR book episode that I'm putting together right now, so that will be coming soon, so stay tuned. Are there any books that I'm still waiting to be released? I don't know if there's anything I'm waiting to be released, but there are some upcoming books that I'm highly anticipating. I have about nine or 10 books sitting in NetGalley. I have the arcs for them. I am super, super excited to read all of them. I ignored NetGalley in December because I was reading all my holiday books. So I think I'm going to give my NetGalley books more attention, and those are going to be higher priority reads in January. But I also want to do some seasonal winter reading. There are a bunch of audiobooks that I'll probably listen to during the day that I do want to read as well. So I'm trying to get to my NetGalley books. I also want to read seasonal books. And then I also am turning into a mood reader. So I also want to just read what I'm in the mood to read. So that could be anything that's open to whatever sounds interesting at the time for me. So like I said, there's not anything that I'm waiting to be released, but there's a lot that I'm looking forward to. And finally, the last question is, have I started planning my 2024 reading goals? Yes, I have. And there is already a separate episode that I have posted talking all about what I want to do for this year. It's a lot of ambitious goals and plans, especially because my personal life is going to be changing very, very soon. We are moving 1,300 miles back to Colorado. I could not be more excited But things are going to be pretty chaotic here this first quarter. And then once we get out there, it's going to take some time to settle in. It's going to be a different way of living for us because we're going to be in a very rural area. I'm really excited for this next chapter of our lives. And I still want to continue to keep reading. I just don't know how much I'm going to be doing. But hopefully things won't be disrupted too much. All right. So that is it. I am done talking about 2023. I am now ready to focus on 2024. I am super excited to read some more amazing books by some amazing authors. There's so many that I have on my TBR list, but I'm also open to learning about new authors and putting new books on my list. And I'm excited for new releases. So I think this is going to be a really, really great year. I am really excited. This is the first time in probably a few years that I'm really excited for the new year. And I think a lot of good things are going to be coming for all of us. So that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for sticking around and hearing about my reading journey. So until next time, my book friends, happy reading and happy new year. Well, that's all I have for this episode. If you missed anything, you can find the companion blog on my website at bookmarksandblankets.com. That's bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you feel called to do so, please share this podcast with others who you think may be interested in this type of show. Or if you have a few minutes, I'd love for you to write a quick review. This helps me reach more people, and I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to support the show even more, you can join my Patreon community at patreon.com slash bookmarks and blankets. Until next time, my friends, please remember to take care of yourself and always stay cozy.